Welcome to the Man Talk Show. I'm Connor Beaton, and today we're going to be talking about some current events. So uh, this little segment is just called Thinking Out Loud, and uh, it's just going to be me thinking out loud uh, about some of the current events that are happening right now. And so I've had a lot of people reaching out to me asking, you know, what do I think about uh, some of the current events that are happening in terms of the rioting and, you know, the the feds picking people up out of Portland and wanting me to comment on, you know, police reform and a lot of the cultural topics. And so, you know, I sort of sat with this and wanted to come at this, not from the place of talking about any one issue in specific, but more about looking at the umbrella or the larger picture of what's actually happening that's leading to all of these sort of systemic failures within uh, North American culture. Because even in Canada, we're not exempt from some of the things that we're seeing down in the United States. They just might not be as pronounced. And I think that other countries are feeling as well. Australia, United Kingdom, um, United uh, European Union. Uh, I mean, a lot of countries are really experiencing and going through to the, the the tumultuousness that seems to be showing up in the United States. And so I will I will try and disseminate my thoughts down to one simple phrase or sentence and then unpack what I think is happening. And so I'll just start by saying that in, in my belief, the soul of American culture is dying. I'm gonna say it again, the soul of American culture I think is dying. And you know, if you've been watching in awe uh, and and sometimes in mind-numbing fashion as the culture of America is literally, literally being torn apart at the seams by its own parties, its own people and institutions. You're not alone in that awe. You're not alone in that observation, right? Tens of millions of people have been laid off since the pandemic, um, a, a pandemic with more drama surrounding it than most 90s soap operas, right? I mean, the, the amount of of just mind-boggling bullshittery, which is not a word, but it is now. I'm just going to use it, right? The, the amount of just completely absurd things that we now see floating around in the mainstream narrative, in mainstream media, on social media, uh, surrounding you know, criticizing science and being critical of uh, certain decisions that, that are being made, questioning foundational institutions that have really built most of our culture and our societies is quite interesting to watch. Uh, the the hordes of Karens <laughs> that seem to be running around you know, pointing guns at peaceful protesters, yelling at men in cars, spewing out their repressed childhood trauma onto anyone who seems to be willing enough to participate in their drama, but also to enroll in the filming of these catastrophic meltdowns that we seem to to be hap- happening you know, within public society is, is quite insane. Uh, so American culture is imploding. It's happening. And Americans know it's happening and we know it's happening and people watching around the world know that it's happening and kind of feel the tension because they know like we know that they have agreed to package this all up as the next box office hit 
right? everything that's happening in the United States right now, let's not kid ourselves. It is being packaged up, bought and sold to you, to me as a bill of goods, as something that we should watch, right? So if you look at the current media, I mean, the, the presidential office and candidacy and race, right? The political race that's happening for November is now the biggest and most watched reality TV show on the face of the planet. The United States presidency is a reality TV show. And and it's not even about Trump. It's not about Republicans or Democrats. It's, it's actually not about a political stance. I in no way want you to think that I am taking any form of a political stance by saying this. What I am saying is that both the left and the right, CNN and Fox News, liberals and Democrats and, and Republicans, everyone has started to turn into a sort of a spin doctor. And, and it's funny and, and sort of glaringly ironic that the nation that prides itself on soul, soul music, soul church, soul of a nation, soul foods, soul gatherings, right? <laughs> that prides itself on religious moralities seems to be gouging its own eyes out while raging online about patriotism but only when that patriotism is what they voted for or pray for on Sundays. And this goes both ways. Neither side is exempt from the all-out onslaught that seems to be taking place in what was supposed to be the global limelight for democracy. Each side is calling one another dirty or Satan-worshipping fascists, and neither one can see the absolutely ludicrous nature of the argument that they are in. This is a cultural stalemate. And it's a cultural stalemate from the narrative warfare that is happening. The narrative warfare that we, the people, have allowed. There is either to go to war, which some people are already trying to invoke, or learn how to better work with one another. And this is where we sort of get stuck, right? Because as we sit back and we observe the Blue Lives Matters, Black Lives Matters, All Lives Matters catastrophe that's unfolding in America. I think the reality is that most people don't think that there's any sort of a climax that doesn't end in violence, right? Because that is sort of at the backbone of American culture. America prides itself on going to war, on fighting the good fight, right? On being the savior. Now, the only challenge with that is that no one can really tell who the savior is, right? The, the main challenge that's happening within the United States right now, and one of the main reasons why the American cultural soul, in my opinion, is slowly dying, is because there is no good and evil, right? There, there is the, Both sides have turned against one another in this sort of vitriolic fashion where we justify shaming other people. We justify outright attacks. We justify, uh, you know, pointing guns in people's faces and you know, calling them all sorts of names, telling them to, to go back to their own country, even though, you know, they, they may be a, a different ethnicity or race um, that has been in the country for decades longer than, than the person slanging the arrows, right? The, the, just the, the vast amount and the sheer absurdity 
of some of the conversations and arguments that are happening in the United States right now, the, the attacks on scientific institutions, on doctors and nurses and, the, and, and, and medical scientists and researchers, the, the catastrophic uh, conspiracy theories that are permeating our society that, that people seem to be, the more people I talk to, the more I realize that most people don't really know what to believe anymore. And if they do, they are trying to cling to it so vehemently as absolute truth. And this is a very dangerous space to be in, right? We have people calling for civil war. We have uh, leaders within political parties encouraging people to look to use their Second Amendment rights, uh, manipulation and lies. And I mean, I mean it is just, it, it is, it's, it's wild. And so I don't think for the most part that the answer necessarily resides in one simple action, right? I think that a lot of people sort of have this mentality that like, well, if we could just get everybody to say the Black Lives Matters, then that would solve all of our problems. Or if we could, you know, just reinforce respect for police, uh, we would be okay. Or if we, if we could just have everyone get on the same page in terms of um, reinforcing their nationalistic pride and, and stop attacking America, we, we'd be okay. But that is a false dichotomy, right? The idea that there's just one simple solution, that if we just if we just did this one thing, and if we could just convince the other party to do this one thing, then we'd be okay. And the problem with this is that we are missing out on the fundamental reasoning of why the soul is the soul of American culture is slowly eroding. And for me, uh, that that reasoning is trauma. That reasoning is understanding that the foundations of America, just like most other countries, but specifically and glaringly and, and repressively within America are built on the foundations of trauma, that generations of different ethnicities and races and people were marginalized, were oppressed, were tortured, were raped, beaten, segregated. Jim Crow. I mean, the the amount of generational trauma that families surely must have experienced as the oppressed and as the oppressor is thick within American culture. And so if you just imagine a family with that kind of trauma, where one side doesn't want to admit that that trauma has taken place or just wants to forget about it and move on, and the other side doesn't want to let it go or hasn't been able to heal or feels incomplete and unable to uh, actually do the healing work because the other side is pretending like nothing actually has happened or gone wrong, right? That's a, that's, that's a making for the, the complete implosion of a family system. And in many ways, America is not exempt from those family dynamics. It's not exempt from systemic trauma uh, perpetrating its politics and infiltrating the common narrative within mainstream media, except today and what's happening today is that we are using the trauma of the past, both on, on both sides and in both parties, to try and push an agenda and narrative. And anytime that we use trauma or hurt or past abuse 
to try and strong arm our way into a specific outcome, we will inevitably be met with resistance. And we will inevitably be met with hostility and anger. And so the pathway that we are going down is not one of unification. It is not one of uh, allowing us to overcome the barriers and the obstacles that we inherently face in this conversation to create a new type of conversation. What we are actually doing by posting online when we see something that we don't like from the other side, right, (laughs) from the other side of the political fence and sort of going to war with them is that we are feeding into the industrial military complex that that has become America. And the, the liberal democracy, and notice when I say that, I, I don't mean the Democrats, I mean democracy itself within the United States, which it, it is supposed to be built on, right? The United States is supposed to be the, the forefront of the de- democratic movement is now genuinely at threat. And most people can feel it. Most people know consciously and unconsciously that democracy is really being threatened right now in North America. And so this is less of me providing some solution. It's less about me uh, sort of saying, you know, here's what I think you need to do or I need to do. It's more just a dialogue and a conversation about what could potentially be happening right now. That if we that if we do not start to acknowledge some of the trauma that people on all sides have experienced, right? Everyone, everyone has experienced a tremendous amount of pain, a tremendous amount of hurt in their lives. And if we don't prioritize, just like you as an individual, if you don't prioritize healing and working with that pain, that pain will manifest in your life and control actions and behaviors in the direction that you go. And so we need to individually and collectively start to do our work to heal that pain. We need to start to do our individual work and collective work to end this perception of separation that that we cannot collectively work together, that we cannot collectively speak to one another, that we've created so much cognitive dissonance, so much distance between us as political parties between us as inhabitants of a nation that we have created so much separation that surely and eventually the tether that binds us together within our patriotic beliefs will break. And that, my friends, is a horrible and terrifying and really, truly disappointing outcome in in more ways than one. And so this episode really is, again, just meant to spark a dialogue. You know, maybe you don't agree with me. And if that's, if that's so, then reach out and tell me or, you know, think about for yourself. Don't just take in what I've said as absolute truth. Challenge it, question it, research it, look into it. What feels true for you? what seems to be aligned, right? If you research what you know about trauma and then you look at the the pain that most people in America have been under and have experienced in their lifetime because of the country, because of people within it, because of police, because of other uh, civilians, because of their family. I mean, it's tremendous and it's collapsing 
in some ways underneath the weight of that pain and that dissonance. So I hope that you found this thinking out loud segment thought-provoking. I hope that this was a conversation that you found valuable. Again, if you know of somebody that would enjoy this type of dialogue, please share the episode with them. And I would love to hear your feedback. So what resonated with you? What stood out? Um, Hit me up at Mantalks on Instagram. Please share the episode. And if you do, tag me in it because I would love to reshare you. And until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.